The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Jesus said, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me, naked, and you did not clothe me, sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Having four kids, I've spent a, a lot of time standing in line for bouncy houses. Now, for those who don't know what a bouncy house is, it's those inflated structures that kids have so much fun in, bouncing, jumping, flipping in. Well, every bouncy house that my kids have been a part in has one entrance. So you have one way in and one way out. If you ask any child about a bouncy house, everyone wants in and no one wants out. Now today's parable seems like there are many who are left out. But Jesus actually tells us this parable today to let us know that everyone is in. See, upon hearing a parable like today's in the Gospel reading, it's our natural instinct to figure out where we are in the parable. Which side are we on? On the right or on the left? And if we use the ethical standard inside the parable, then we know we're in a bad spot. Because no matter how hard we try to show mercy to everyone we meet, we all know that we either miss someone or we refuse someone. Which, of course, means then we are facing the judgment of those goats or those on the left. See, understanding the parable this way then would mean that there's not a single person on the right side. There's not a sheep and everyone is just simply a goat or on the left. But if we take 
the Gospel of Matthew as a whole, we know for sure that there is definitely one on the right. There is one sheep. That one, of course, is Jesus, who is setting out on creating the chance for everyone to be on the right. You see, immediately after this parable in Matthew chapter 26, Jesus tells the disciples that he's going to go to Jerusalem and be crucified. (coughs) He's going to go and die for all those goats, for all those on the left. Jesus is the Lamb of God. He is the one righteous sheep. And already he said in Matthew chapter 9 that he's come to call the sinner and not the righteous. Jesus died for those on the left and rose again so that all those on the left could join him on the right hand of God. Jesus is the righteous one who is the judge and his judgment is actually his own crucifixion and resurrection, which means no one is left out and everyone is welcomed in. You see, the parable actually describes in one moment God and all of humanity from all time. And rather than seeing this moment as something scary or as a time where time actually runs out, let us see it through the grace of God that this moment is pure joy because it's actually the fulfillment of time. See, this is when humanity is finally judged according to the work of Jesus Christ and not according to our own works. See, once Jesus' righteousness through his death and resurrection is given to all who are conceived, then no one really should be on his left because he has let everyone in through himself. However, the parable says something different. Jesus says that there will be some who won't get in. So how can that be? Tragically, those on the left are those who actually want out, who refuse to use the gate of Jesus Christ. See, they want to get in into the kingdom on their own terms, which will result with them on the outside. See, it's been God's plan from the foundation of the world for humanity to be blessed and inherit the kingdom. It's been so much of his plan that he didn't even make a place for those who want out of his kingdom. Those who want out, the only place for them to go is the place that was prepared for the devil and his angels. You see, eternal punishment isn't even for people. Since God's plan from the foundation of the world was for humanity to be blessed through Jesus Christ, this judgment scene actually reveals God's love for all of humanity. But for some, love isn't enough. We might understand these judgment parables. And over the last three weeks, we've heard judgment parables. The parables of the ten virgins, the parable of the the talents, and then today. 
We might have heard these stories as stories of exclusion. But we must remember that Jesus has actually spent the last 25 chapters actually saying the opposite. By this time in the story, the forgiveness of sins, mercy, and unconditional love or inclusion should be our frame of mind, should be forming our eyes to see this judgment parable as pure gospel. Since Jesus died and rose again for all humanity from all time, both heaven and hell are populated with the same sort of people, forgiven sinners. And no one is kicked out who wasn't already let in. Jesus, as the perfect sheep, takes away the sins of the world. That means the sins of everyone. Which means everyone is let in. And really the only difference between those on the right and those on the left is that those on the right enter by Jesus and those on the left insist on going in their own way. The theologian Robert Capon writes, The difference between heaven and hell is simply that those in heaven accept the endless forgiveness while those in hell reject it. Indeed, the precise hell of hell is its endless refusal to open the door to the reconciled and reconciling party that stands forever on its porch and knocks equally endlessly for permission to bring in the supper of the Lamb. Today's the last Sunday of the church year, which means next week begins Advent. Advent is another opportunity to let Jesus save us. Advent is another opportunity to see ourselves as those loved by Jesus and who never stop seeing themselves as his beloved. Jesus, the righteous one, loves the sinner and offers sinners his blessing through holy baptism where he clothes us with his righteousness. And once clothed with his righteousness, we're welcomed on the right side as sheep. And as we rejoice in this righteousness, as in his righteousness, his righteousness then lives in and through us. That's the church. The church is the place that receives the good news that everyone is in and no one is out. And living lives in this perpetual receptivity means we all are always surprised by God's love. Whether it's the forgiveness of sins, Christ's body and blood, our life of good works, or his final judgment of acceptance. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.